we're back. <laughs> um, we need intro music. I think we, that we, we definitely do. need like we need intro yeah. music. We need like that mic drop that the All In podcast has. I know. know. How do we get that person? We're not as cool. We're as not as rich cool. or famous. So no, no, no. no we're, we're the exact opposite. Okay, all right, all right. Okay. <laughs> we are back with episode eight. Episode eight of Product Champs. Uh, I had to look it up on YouTube. We just all looked up on YouTube because it's been a while since we've done this, apparently. Um, by the way, just as a very quick aside, for my own work job, right, we've been trying to teach companies how important it is to create content consistently. Consistency is key in content. And for our own podcast, we are failing that lesson miserably. So anyhow, well, I wouldn't we, say we'll we're be better miserably. Not miserably. No, we are. We are failing miserably. There's miserably. zero consistency. Failing. Yeah. Sometimes we do it every other week. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes <laughs> every week. Sometimes we're out on Fridays. Sometimes we're out on, like we are just awful. Yeah. Oh, even the even the, even the content that we produce is like, what are we gonna talk about this week, guys? That's right. Uh, the, yeah. That's right. <laughs> we're we're in the we're in the test and learn pre-product market fit stage. Okay, but this yeah. week, so this is episode eight of Product Champs. Um, our 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 semi weekly bi monthly. No, it's weekly, pro- which a couple of weeks missed, but it's weekly. Fair enough. About yeah. products, about careers, about life. Um, we're still experimenting, as you guys heard us mention, about content. This week, we thought we'd do something a little bit different. So last week, we talked about, or the last time, we talked about Bitcoin. And what do product managers think with regards to Bitcoin? And you know, something that we really enjoy, the four of us doing outside the pod, is just riffing on product ideas. Right. If we were challenged or faced with a product problem or a problem in our life, how would we solve it? And we thought we'd take that idea and apply it to the, the podcast. So this week, we're going to take on the space of buying a house. So what do product managers think about buying a house? Or rather, how would product managers make the process of buying a house a lot easier, uh, better, more delightful, whatever? Um, let's get to it. Yeah. Hey, DZ, how do you do Before, this? How, how do you like just do an intro so nicely in one practice, take? Practice. Okay. Well, you just like in, in front of the mirror, like do these oh. intros. Okay. I, I'll tell you one thing since we're on this topic. I, I remember, I, I remember this moment specifically in my life. Um, uh, when I was, when I was younger and, and in consulting, I remember a specific conversation where I decided to start talking without knowing how I was going to end the sentence, right? I, I consciously started saying words, not knowing where the sentence was going. And then I got to this sentence. And ever since I've been like, F it, you know, my brain will figure this shit out between now and the fa- and 30 seconds from now when I did complete this thought. Like that. Yeah, I was going to say, I do this. I was going to say, I do this all the time. So I was yeah. like, what is, should I not be doing this? No, <laughs> so you, should be doing, you should start the sentence and then you trust yourself, trust your brain. We'll fill it in somehow. That's the answer, Samir. Uh, Trust okay. yourself. Uh, okay. Uh, can I say a couple of things before we, you know, we officially start? One okay. is um, I've got some data that I forgot to to call out. Okay. Um, from 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 uh, our podcast. So you know, we have a majority of our listeners on Spotify. Sixty uh, percent in the United States. Forty uh, percent in Can or fourteen percent in Canada. Eight percent in Australia. Nice. Samir's family. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Samir's mom, for all your listens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the next three uh, countries are Australia, Germany, uh, UAE, and Kenya. Oh, so, wow. Uh, nice. Yeah. Go Kenya. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then the second thing is, is I think 
uh, given that we're trying this new form of content, we'll be putting a, a maybe a survey or something in the in yes. the link we'll below, survey. so that so we can get some feedback, and then that's a great idea. You know, we can continuously that's iterate yeah. and go from there. Cool. Okay. All right. Start awesome. us off. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's been so long, I forgot our, our usual routine. Okay, just to recap, we are going to talk about what do product managers think about buying a house in the next 30, 45 minutes. We're going to break down this problem a little bit, talk about our own personal relationships with, built, with buying a house, talk about where the problems are, and then try to solution a little bit. And riff, we'll see, we'll, we'll see where this goes. So let's just start with that first question of like, for each of us, what was your experience when or how or you know what was your vibe when when you purchased a home Avi, I i'll i'll start we Avi, go so i i've most recently purchased a home we we purchased our first home about a month ago maybe two months ago and congrats thank you thank you we're we're super excited um you know i was mentioning before the pod started just how expensive it's getting um, now that we've bought homes, I think that's one, that's one problem, right? Everybody tells you buying a home is expensive. Like it's, it's not intuitive how quickly it gets expensive and in what way it gets expensive. I guess you can kind of estimate it in some ways, but it's really difficult to have paid probably the biggest sum of uh, money you've paid in your entire life and then pay continuously large sums immediately after that. Um, but I'd say for us, like the process of finding a house took a very, very long time like just aligning mine and my wife's tastes in terms of what we want, figuring out what our actual budget was and like what areas we want to live in, um, figuring out the balance between like what we could afford versus schools versus like so many, like how to weigh all the different factors and what you can get in a house and whether we should be looking for our first house or our forever house was like a big conversation between us. Um, and then I think there are some easier parts of it, right? I think like the the financing part of it was like, actually pretty easy to figure out. Like it, it wasn't that hard to, to navigate. I thought it would be one of the hardest parts of the process. Um, I think working with an agent, at least for us, had value, had like a ton of value um, and really added to the process. Um, yeah, I think so like a, a very difficult process, but like one where you learned a lot and it took us a long time. Okay, plus, plus I'll, I'll go next real quick since there's a couple of things Avi mentioned that I um, we experienced as well. Avi, you made this comment early on about how even aligning your and your wife on what you actually wanted was surprisingly difficult, right? Like I, we were the same, right? Like, you know, you think you know what you want and then you realize, especially where we, 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 as context, we bought a home in the Bay area in 2017, a terrible, terrible time to buy a home in general. Uh, but especially in the Bay area, um, we probably made 20 offers starting in 2015, 25 offers maybe, lost all of them, um, and finally uh, won this last one. Um, and I, I can remember for the home we bought, I literally spent 15 minutes in the house. <laughs> like, like It listed on a Wednesday, we came by, I walked through it, 15 minutes, the next day we went, like the biggest purchase of my life by like a, two orders of magnitude, you know, 15 minutes of time. Um, and, and in that process, you know, of, of those 20 offers, you know, we started with this longer list of how many bedrooms in the neighborhood and what's the front look like? Does it have a yard, right? Is it on a big street or is it, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you just get whittled down to what is absolutely Definitely. critical. And for us, it turned out to be a few surprising things. One is a high ceiling. You can't fix low ceilings. Like you can fix a lot of stuff about the interior house, except your ceiling height. That's really difficult to fix. Um, 
so that was one uh, you know homes that have a high ceiling just feel different than than ones that are um, have a low ceiling second was that um, and this is more me i wanted a home that was on a quiet street we saw lots of homes on you know very nice homes on major streets and you know we just never get ourselves over the hurdle um, and the thing we gave up on was pretty much everything else. Uh, so there, you know, our home today doesn't have a very big yard. There is, however, a park, you don't have a block away. But I think to your point, Avi, like kind of discovering what we really cared about was not a straight line process. It wasn't like there's a worksheet we filled out together and we're like, yeah, that's the, that's the list. It, it, there was like a brutalness to it, right? You just kind of had to chip away at this and really understand what you're willing to sacrifice and not. I, I like that, DZ. I, I think that, yeah, we, we had a very similar experience. And like, you know, also like balancing that with like, I think I just got whittled down in terms of just putting in so many offers and wondering if we were eventually settling, right? So like whether we had whittled down too far the criteria, right? I think at some point you just get burned out from the process. Always oh, decide like, we just need a house. Um, so that definitely rings true. Ahmad. Oh, you raise your hand. Samir. I raise my hand. Um, so polite. Yeah, I, I mean, I because I, I didn't want to talk about the house as much as more make like some product comments just Go based on before Ahmad goes, because one of the things I was doing was considering this to be somewhat of a user research session, right? You guys are right. talking about the problem yeah. or you guys are just talking about the space and a couple of things I noted and, and maybe it's helpful to, to folks that listen. I think one of the the attributes of the problem I, I picked up from from Avi was this idea of, um, you know, pre preventing one way doors. So I hmm. think there's there's this idea where Avi was talking about like some things you can change, some things you can't change. DZ, you talked about it too, right? Like mm -hmm. the ceilings. Yep. There's there's I you know there's things that are like one way doors, and often when we think about decisions and products, or even like what products can be helpful a product that helps you prevent something that cannot be undone is, you know, more valuable than a product that helps you pick something where you can just press the undo button and, and continue. So that that's sort of like one type of value you can add. The other, the other thing that, that came to my, my mind was this idea of like both of you put in these offers and felt like drained out, failed until you succeeded. And that just sort of, you know, gave me this idea of like, well, there's no, there's no signs of incremental success along the way, which mm. is often one of those things where like you want to help show the user that they're making progress towards a goal. Even though you were, you just felt like offer after offer was getting rejected. So those are the two things that came to my mind. Mm. I just wanted to comment it uh, from your story, Avi. Thanks. Yeah, I, I also had some comments um, since, you know, we'll just harp on this theme. Uh, and maybe this is the area we go deep in. Um, <laughs> but uh, two things that came to mind were one is, um, you know, both of you guys were talking about this sort of process of elimination of deciding like, okay, what is it that you and, you know, your significant other actually want? And I started to ask myself, one, is that a solvable problem? And, you know, you talked about like a, uh, uh, like a sheet, you know, like a survey that you guys, and then it just finds the overlaps, but like, I feel like a lot of it is just going to require time, right? You like, you show your wife mm -hmm. like, Hey, yep what do you think about this house? And then she's like, Oh, I didn't realize I hate low ceilings. I hate low ceilings. Like that's, you know, that's out. Um, and the second thing is, is that actually a problem that you did not enjoy? Like in a sense, like, do you actually enjoy, mm. you know, kind of like the experience of 
looking at various different houses and actually narrowing it down in such a way that like, okay, well, you, you know, you said you want to like a, uh, no, you know, a single floor of you know, house. What did you think about this one? Right. Like, is there something that you actually enjoy about that process? Like, yes, it's a problem, but do you actually, un, you know, secretly enjoy it? I, there is, a, there is something to, I mean, certainly in the early days, right. You know, early on when we were buying the house, it was enjoyable to like, you don't, you know, it's one thing to see it on Redfin, right. What this home feels like. And it's a totally different thing to walk through it and imagine yourself in it. And then you start thinking about, okay, we could make this room a little bit different, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, and you're, you're seeing just how wide of a variety there are of like setups, you know, um, and, and how people live so differently. So there's, there's an aspect of discovery almost like a very Pinteresty kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm discovering what's possible in the world thing. But at some point though, <laughs> at some point though, you're like, I also need a place to live, you know, like at some point, even delightful things can, uh, you know, at, 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 at the extreme can be really painful. I agree with that. Um, and I, I think it also depends on how competitive the market is, right? So yep. I think, I think the more competitive the market, the more difficult this becomes, right? So like at a certain point, it's not just about what you like, but what house you can actually get, like okay. what, what deal you can land. And I think those two things are really hard to reconcile. Um, I want to come back to something you said, DZ, which is about that 15 minutes you get to see the house. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that was really difficult for me. That like, mm. And one thing that made it really a lot easier, and we, keep in mind, we we're looking at a lot of houses over the course of the pandemic, was the 3D captures of houses. Um, and I'll agree with your point, DZ, that it wasn't the same as walking through the house. Mm. But one thing I loved is having both, right? Mm. Seeing the 3D capture, walking through the house, and then be able to look back at that to think about what I would do to the house, mm -hmm. right? Like to be able to be like, oh, maybe I could alter that room and like really have a feel for the space and how the house worked. So that like making it so I could actually stay in the house for longer, even virtually was extremely helpful. Sick yep. company, by the way. They just recently IPO'd. This is like yeah. Matterport or something? Yeah, Matterport. Matterport, okay. yeah. 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 Um, hey, but before we over the next one, so by, by the way, I'm not, so to, to Ma's point, I'm not even sure like Avi and I have covered the problems. We simply covered our experience, right? And we just sort of called out a few of the things we remember from our experience. Ahmad, Samir, let's hear about your guys' experience real quick. Just just the, you know, the two-minute voiceover, and then let's I'm, see, you know, what we, what we glean. Sure. Yeah. So I can talk about my experience. I bought a house in November. Congrats. Um, thank you. And um, I, I think for what it's worth, like uh, this is a problem that might be a little bit unique to me, not you three, and potentially even just people in my generation um, that um, actually we didn't even know what the first step was. You know I mean, like mm. we didn't even know what, like financially, can we like, should we even buy a house? Mm. Um, so I spent a lot of time with Michelle, like actually just researching on like what, what the math ends up coming out to like what, you know, what, like what we can afford, uh, and, you know, kind of working backwards from there. Um, so that was one problem that we experienced that we actually spent a lot of time on before we even started looking. Um, and, and, you know, the math isn't like very straightforward. Um, you, you gotta like find, you know, research, you gotta look up a bunch of, it's like five or 10 different Google searches and dumping into a spreadsheet. Right. Sure. Uh, and, uh, the other key problems, you know, I'm, I'm kind of skipping through for the sake of time, just jumping to the things that like we experienced that, was, that were 
there were big issues where um, uh, the competitive market, obviously, you know, something we also experienced, we um, uh, like we were forced into the valley in a way, right? Like we ended up, we ended up liking it here, but had it been my way, I would have not moved to the valley. Um, and uh, even here, we put, ended up putting in six offers and we only, well, we only won one. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, this was like, I'd say three weeks of very intense looking because we were living in a studio. We just did not want to be there anymore. Um, so we were like, we're going to get a house. And, you know, it's not like we were like ready to make whatever happen. But in the competitive market, I think something that, um, uh, something that I wish like was a little bit more, I don't know, helpful for us would have been like understanding truly what the, like the true cost of a home was going to end up at. Mm. Uh, Cause there's like, there's like all these weird mechanics, insurance, that you have. maintenance. Yeah. You know, there's insurance yeah. maintenance. There's also like, what is this house going to come out to after the bidding stops? Right. Mm. And then there's like picking the number, right. There's like the, okay, I'm going to put in a million dollar offer and then I'm going to put in a contingency that I'll beat the next person by five up to this number. Right. But then you get to like, okay, well now I'm at one, one, if it was one, one, 10, would you have, I mean, maybe, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like, I wish it was totally more arbitrary. of a, it's completely live, live eBay system. You know what I mean? Where oh, it's really? like, you know, like I wish, I wish it was like, you have 24 hours, everyone just dump it. And then like, you know, I could see it get to one, one and then decide if I want to go to one ten or decide if I want to go one twenty, as opposed to making that decision, like in one paper submission. Um, mm. So that, well, it's not, you know, it's not one, right? Because like the typical, I mean, I, I don't know your exact process, but the typical process, at least in the Bay would be, you know, the houses get 10 offers, right? Uh, one, you know, three of them will be in cash. There'll be two low balls, right? And, but there'd be like three or four real offers on the table. And then the good realtors will go back to each of the perspectives and say, Hey, the high offer right now is X with these terms. If you go 50 over, you know, uh, we can make it happen. And and, there, and, and sometimes I do that a few cycles, although, you know, that's a bit of a, a dick move. So, right. But sometimes they bluff. Oh, totally. You know yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't so know if this guy's I, telling you the truth, right? I, I, I hate that. You know what I mean? I'd rather yeah. work against the robot than that's like right. an uh, unknown content. And you're, and you're totally right. The, the, it's for such a big decision. Like I put more thought into like how much I'm willing to buy, pay for a pair of socks than like the offer we put on the, the offer of the house is like, let's take the number let's add, add an arbitrary percentage and then let's make the digits look good you know like like right. that was the offer it's so crazy right. yeah and then you know for us like you know we were i'd say like uh, I'll, I'll call it two more problems and then i promise i'll pass um but for us we had it's not like we've been saving up for a house and like you know it's time to buy a house it was like we just barely passed the line to afford a house and then we went in, you know what I mean? And, um, uh, which ultimately ended up being a good investment, but like, like Avi called out, there's so many other costs that like happen. Right. And especially if you got, you know, some asshole who's like coming to you and saying, remove all the contingencies. And now you're like, shit, this thing might have termites and I got to pay for that termites. Right. Like it's just helpful to like have something that could tell you what the true cost of a house is so that you can understand like whether or not it's worth it besides like your own gut reaction. And then the second problem I'll call out is that I think the pressure, you know, I think this Avi, you felt this, you know, TZ, you probably felt this, Samir, you're probably feeling this is like, you get desperate because mm -hmm. you feel like there is no light at the end of the tunnel. Yep. Right. And so you start to make trade-offs, you start to go over, over, but I think 
like if there was something that could tell me like, look, the average process is six months. You're going to mm. get a house expectation right? setting, but you know, like setting the expectation that like, you're going to get a house, you, you know, like I'll give you the inputs of the things that I want. You tell me like, all right, you're going to get a house. It's going to take this long, but like, don't worry. And then, yeah. you know, as I put in offers, it tells me my chances of getting a house that way. Like if I'm getting nervous, I'm throwing more money in, like it's correlated with like a computer telling me like, you know, don't worry, your risks are going down. So you should put the more, you know I mean? So like, Something to just sort of balance that sort of uh, yes. money decision making. Like almost to counter your human psychology, right? Like to be a exactly. little bit of like a, a coaching corner. Yeah. Right? I mean, in theory, the realtors are supposed to do this, but I think in practice, they don't at all. No. Yeah. Right? I don't think they're interested. Pay them 7% to be a coach, but they're often but, the opposite. The their incentive is, yeah, their incentive is shoot you through the roof, right? right. So, and also as quickly as possible, right? Like they, they either fun. want, if you're going to waste their time, they want a lot of money out of you or they want to get a yeah. little bit of money out of you fast or a lot of money fast, you know, ideally. Okay. Let, let's hear from Samir and then let's circle back. I feel like there's a lot, at least there's a yeah. couple of themes that are coming, emerging and, and it's going to be good. Samir. Yeah. I, I have a real, I have a great realtor who is not pushy at all, which is, which is fantastic. So we're, we're, we're looking for a house. Um, um, upgrading the, the the one we have in terms of size i think the, i'll talk about the experience i had when buying my current one and it was all about neighborhood um so to me the biggest problem to solve was what neighborhood do we want to be in and then like the house was very secondary and it's because we were thinking you know we had at that time one kid now two and it was all about like where are they where are we gonna be able to enjoy raising our family schools Actually, the t we had more, funnily enough, we had more constraints of things we wanted outside the house versus inside the house, mm. as in like neighborhood type of street, you know, distance to like shopping stores, whatever. And we actually wanted to be further away from that stuff, like that kind of thing. Then like we really cared. I think inside the house was more more nice to have. Outside the house were more, you know, great and. And that kind of stuff, actually, no Zillow or Redfin kind of allows you to easily find. Like, there's no, you could search for four bedrooms more. You can't search for in a cul-de-sac, you know, at least 10 minutes away from whatever and like has a bunch of kids on the street. That's, you can't search for. So that was one of the unsolved problems that, that, that we spent a bunch of time on. Um, I also think in general, the, um, the idea of like, how much should I pay? And if I don't get this one, um, you know, am I okay? Because this incremental progress sort of thing, mm -hmm. uh, problem that, that we all talked about is, is good. The, the thing, the, the angle on it that I felt was, um, look in a, in an environment where home prices keep going up, um, am I better off spending a little bit more to get this one? Versus finding the next one. But by the time I find the next one, I'm going to have to pay more anyways. Yep. So the idea of not paying more is just not even a concept anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes to this idea of like the problems that need to be solved when the housing market is supply constraint are very different than the, <clears throat> the problems that need to be solved when the housing market is demand constraint. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I think like part of the ownership, like if you think about costs, there's cost to weight 
cost to buy and then cost after to sort of like improve and maintain. Yep. Uh, and I think no, no product gives you that sort of full view on costs. Love it. By the way, that last part is really interesting, right? Because, it, you know, and, and that's why buying a home is actually, 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 I'm glad we're having this chat because buying a home is a really interesting product problem. The home itself is really non-obvious as what it is, right? I mean, obviously it's a place you can live, but it's also, it dictates your school district, right? It dictates, you know, your quality of life in a, in a material way. It's also a financial asset, right? It's also a hedge against uh, inflation. So like, yeah. you know, like it, it's, it's a really bizarre thing that we've invented as a society, you know, like it's not just a place to sleep or to store my stuff, which, you know, is how this all started. It's become this really complicated interwoven set of things I'm trying to solve both at a society level and a personal level that we call a house. Okay, um, Samir, go, go ahead. Well, you're, you're about well to I was gonna say, I completely agree. And I think part of this is like, you know, you were, you were going to probably talk about like common themes or something. So I'll let you do that. But I think one of the things that is definitely part of the common themes is like when you look at, when you look at the value a product can add, some of it is very utilitarian, like costs, blah, 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 make the offer easy, make the financing easy, make the whatever. And part of it is like the psychology of like, make the person buying just feel less scared or anxious. Mm -hmm. Um, and probably, you know, a combination of both, like you need to add utility, but also make you feel good at the same time. So when we talk about that, we should just talk about like, sure. Yeah. Actually, before, before you even zoom in, I, I think there's one level of this that we did not talk about. And again, I'm not, I'm not advocating for this. I'm just saying like, let's have the picture painted before we decide, you know, like one of the reasons I think. Three of us bought on the West Coast, right? Avi, you, you bought not on the West Coast. Was it yes. was it is it a hot market right now where you bought Avi? Uh yes, very hot market. Okay. So um, and it's probably like increased twenty five percent over the past. Okay, two so years. so we we all you know because of our jobs and our families and such, we've all for various reasons chosen to live in very competitive supply constrained markets, right? And to your point, Samir, if we're buying a home in Detroit. Totally like a, you know, like this would be nine day. We'd be having a totally different set of conversations, right? So before we zoom into like making the house buying process better, like a more foundational problem we could choose to solve, although I don't think we will, is solve the supply liquidity, right? So yeah. it's almost like if you if you take a step back from buying house, like why was it so hard to buy a house? Well, the reason was because you had way more people looking at the house than there were houses in market at the time. Uh, the prices could not keep up. Your psychology of how fast the prices are moving is totally warped, right? And so there's a supply problem. There's just not enough homes where people want to live, right? That's a kind of fundamental problem. I, I think another more fundamental problem is also related to that data, which is, you know, there could be more liquidity if it was much easier to sell your home. Right. So back to the, the, the not of homes issue, right? Like the, the hassle of like, you know, getting your home sold and moving to something smaller or somewhere else, pretty high. Therefore, a lot of people stay. Also, the tax incentives in California are very skewed towards not doing that. Um, do we want to go there at all? Or do we actually just want to pull back and say, hey, those are like structural, societal, state level problems. Let's I, just focus on the buying the home part. I think, um, I think, you know, since we're building something from first principles, I think it's really important to acknowledge 
the underlying reason, which is yes. pure economics, right? Yeah. right. The yes. demand yes. of yeah. where you were looking for is just greater than the supply. Yes. Um, by a lot, right? It's, it's by not a, close, right? By a lot. <clears throat> and I think two, two, one important thing I want to call out on the first one, and then I'll call an important thing on the second one. And then, but I agree, we should just focus not on this, but uh, I think remote work helps or yeah. should help alleviate the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, until there's a point where it doesn't because, you know, land on earth is finite and people turn out to be infinite because the rate to which we are growing on humanity yes. is, is crazy. Uh, and then the second thing is there's already a company that actually helps try to solve the, like, make it quick to, to sell your house. But, you know, let's We're just dive open in. door. I'm talking about open door. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I would say DZ that yes. Uh, like probably very good to acknowledge, like Ahmad said, um, less tractable to solve from a PM's perspective. Yes. Um, although one thing I will call out is like, to that point though, a good way to think about this from a PM's perspective, someone's like, how do you solve the problem? Yep. Which DZ, it's a very good problem that you pointed out, which is like, there are not enough houses mm-hmm. in, let's just say LA that, that are on sale and like people want to buy it one would spend a long time thinking about the politics and the whatever. And then the, another approach would also be like, I guess the answer to solving the supply problem in LA is to point the buyers that supply outside of LA. And Absolutely. that's the remote or the, you know, you think about like um, high-speed transportation or other types of things. So it's always good to think about like the adjacency of problem yeah. and also adjacency of solutions. Like what, what are the non-direct paths to solve some of these problems that are coming up? But, um yeah plus one plus one okay so so let's then let's let's come back to the sort of you know we, we've heard four different stories from us about our experiences on balance just from the voiceover none of them sounded like pleasant you know i would not describe any of these experiences like wow that was delightful but maybe it can't be i mean it is kind of the biggest one of the biggest decisions you make in your life there's a very high burden of like uh concern you know your emotional weight if you will um Samir, do you or or Ahmad even who who wants to take a pass at like some of the common things we heard, and then we can drill into a few of those and, and think about whether we think they're tractable. I think Ahmad, you made an, a very interesting point earlier on, which is like not all of these things we mentioned are actual problems, and then not all of them are actually tractable. Meaning there 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 may be something fundamental about those things that uh, you know is a bad place for PMs to focus. Yeah, I mean, you know, one thing that all of us said is just this sort of aspect of competitive pressure and the way it takes a toll on our ability to make decisions. Mm. Um, I don't, again, I don't know if that there's like something really there, but that was just a common theme um, that I think all the four of us had that could potentially, you know, we could riff on. Um, I don't know if you guys had any other thoughts there. I, I think that's the one that really goes back to what's the fundamental root cause of that competitive pressure. Which is a supply demand imbalance, right? Like, like it may, may I'm trying to say it's like you, yes, your your product could, you know, make it could soften it in some ways, but like you're being crushed by this rock called supply demand imbalance, right? Um, in other words, I acknowledge it's a problem. I'm just questioning, given the, why it exists, whether any solution can really yeah. change it. Oh, go ahead. Come on. No, no. I, you know, I, I was going to say, uh, I, I, I think I agree. Um, one thing maybe interesting would be that, 
lot of you guys, you know, I mean, a lot of us were all like, by the end of it, screw it. I just need to buy a house, like, you know, like do it. Yeah. And I wonder how many other people who are bidding also with us also feel that same 100%, thing. A hundred percent right? of them, like ninety-nine percent so, of them. Yeah, probably and everyone. So, yeah, yeah. And so I guess another way of saying it is like, if maybe there was a way to better set expectations with everybody, or you could actually make the process put in such like you know you'd have to you'd have to like really bend the nature of consumer behavior in order to make something work which yeah. I, therefore i think it's not worth it but like in theory you know if you had enough adoption where a bunch of users were like all using I, this product you could potentially yeah. I, sway, I think but, yeah. I, th I think i'm not you're, you're right and see this is one of those like common traps that you also called out which is like if only we could get everyone to change their behavior <laughs> then this thing would be great and and i think that's like as a PM, I would be like, yeah, no, thank you. Cause I actually worked on problems like this in the past. And like yeah. people, not everyone changes. Um, I think it has to be individual incentivized based. Yes. If 100%. I do X, then I 100%. get Y, therefore I use it. Oh, it turns out a whole bunch of people have the same incentive. Now a lot of people are using it. Yeah. Avi, you're being polite. Very polite. Avi. Um, okay. One, I want to give a hot take here, but I'll, I'll point out two themes. Uh, uh, we should have one of those things that goes hot <laughs> Bing, take. Hot we need effects. Yeah, we, definitely, we need a theme song and effects to two demands for next week. If there's um, any super fan out there who's, you know, into music. Yeah, he's got the emoji. <laughs> okay. I hope they show up. Let's hear the hot Okay. Uh, two, two, so two themes. One is uh, education. The second is accessibility. So Ahmad pointed out wisely that like by the time he wanted to buy a house, he didn't know the first step. And I'd say actually by the time you need to start saving for a house, it's 10 years before you actually need the house. Right. So if you are only figuring out unless you're how, a mod, right? Boy unless genius. you're a mod. But like <laughs> like, you know, generally like you want to start saving. I, I, like I agree a, though. I agree with you. You know, yeah. so it's a field. And also, like most people will not be able to afford a house nowadays. Like the majority of unlike previous generations, right? Well, so, again, but that's a very strong segregation between like West Coast, expensive cities, you know, certain cities and metropolitans and like you know, that's Tulsa. fair. Right? That's fair, but I think more so than ever. I think we okay. can all agree on that. I agree with. Less I agree people, with Avi. I agree. Most people can afford yeah, yeah, yeah. a house. So horribly down. What if the right answer here is you shouldn't get a house? Mm. But like in other words, like I, I think one of the things you mentioned, DZ, is that a house is an investment vehicle. It's become one. We, it's we become decided one. as a society that it's a store of value. And and historically, it's been a pretty good one. And yep. that's mostly why people get a house, right? Because the other solutions to housing solve this problem equally, right? If you rent, you still get a roof over your head. In fact, you can probably get a nicer roof over your head mm -hmm. for less per month. And so what if the answer is we should allow people to invest in other ways, but rent their entire life? And I think, Samir, you could argue this is one of those problems where you're trying to change behavior. But I think more and more behaviors are already moving in that direction, where you have lifelong renters who are in comfortable financial positions. I would agree with that. I mean, uh, I, think, I, think, I think the... The if you think if you decompose this from a jobs to be done perspective, I think you'll find that houses do different jobs for people. Yep. One of them is put roof overhead. And I think in that case, you're right. There are many people who can find better roofs over their head. If it's in the job to be done is um hedge against inflation, that's great. Another one is like, you know, provide stability where like, yeah, I could rent, but then I might get kicked out and I could still rent. But now it's a different place. So it's stability. So I think it's like the, the reality is that everyone has the house solve a combination of these three or more jobs to be done. And if you alleviate one, it's not necessary that the others don't apply. 
but yeah. you are right for someone on the margin actually there's probably a large chunk of people to whom they they would be happy to put their money to you like yeah. to invest somewhere else and they're just looking for for a roof over there in which case like a path to lifelong rental is a yeah. great answer yeah by the way i i don't think it's necessarily a hot take in the in as yeah, so much it is is like it's a trick answer right it, it was similar to my earlier comment of like hey the root cause of all of this is like state policies that create supply imbalances due to local legislation of land rights usage you know blah 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 right and therefore there's nothing to be done i think here is similarly i'll be like i you know i i I agree with your sentiment about and your and your and the way you broke it down of like what's the rationale for buying a house and is it sensible, but I still think that's largely not the issue at hand. In other words, like yeah. when people are ready to buy a house, they're ready to buy a house, and the only reason they don't yeah. buy the house is they can't afford it or they can't figure out the process or it breaks down, blah blah. blah right, but like, we're really talking like I think I feel like in advocacy of focus, like we should focus in on. There's a bunch of human beings who want to buy a house, whether that's a sensible thing for them to do or not. Sure. Well, we're not going to make comment. And in that journey, and it's a very emotional journey. It's a very expensive journey. To your point, maybe that journey actually started before this person even knows about this, right? In that journey, what could, what products no. could be built to make that better? Okay. Let me give you a hot take. <laughs> there's nothing here. And the uh -huh. reason I say there's nothing here is because I believe there's a lot of problem to be solved in terms of like making people feel better and stuff, but there's no economics in this that would make such a product favorable. Um, you don't think there's like a Redfin competitor that focuses more on the buyer? I, I think there, there could be, but their fundamental problem they would be solving is the Redfin compete part. As in, mm. they would need to get all the listings. They would need to have a slick interface for finding. They would need yeah. to do... Blah, blah. Yeah, you could say like, oh, by the way, okay, so let me give you, remember when Zillow first came out, they had the Zestimate? Okay, yes. Like, I used to go to Zillow for the Zestimate a lot because yeah. that was like unique. But like, think about how simple a problem they solved mm -hmm. versus the complexity of like making people feel better. And fit. like, mm -hmm. it was like, there's a listing. That's what, the, that's what they're asking for. What's it really worth? And by the way, this is like, you know, our product roadmap by question, right? Mm -hmm. Which is like, what, what what question do people want solved? Which is like, how much is really worth? Well, that's, that's the product they built. It's called Zestimate. And they got so many users out of it. Mm -hmm. But since then, like Redfin's come along, I don't think they've solved any new problems on top of what Zillow has. And like, they're, they're smart tech companies. And my point is, if there was something from an experience perspective, they would have taken a... So hot take, mm -hmm. there's not much, yeah. is my point. I think he's probably right um i think if, if we wanted to hone in on something um you know like i think for what it's worth i also think the problem of dz you said it really well it's like there's a set of people who want to buy a house we're not going to comment on whether or not that's good for them i also think that's too maybe broad you know we can also even focus even in there if we wanted to sort of simplify for the context of this meeting mm -hmm. and one potential path is i've noticed that at least this is my experience. I don't know if you guys have ran into anybody. There's a lot of people out there who don't want to pay for an agent, right? Yep. It feels so wrong, right? I bought my house from someone who just had a real estate license, but he knew nothing about selling. I hope he's not watching this, 
but you knew nothing about selling home. <laughs> uh, Which is probably why and, you got such I, a good deal, right? It was good for and you. I got a great him. deal. He was an idiot. He had no idea yeah, what he was him, doing. Right? Yeah, such. I mean, and and I think maybe there's like something in here about like a peer to peer, like completely cut the agent mm. uh, type situation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for people who are like, they're just trying to like get the transaction and not deal with the agent. You, you know what? You know what you pointed out here, Ahmad, which we didn't do yet, which is segment the market. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. too big because, of a problem. We need to zoom in somewhere. Right. Right. Um, First see, time we buyers? were just, we were making a common PM mistake on purpose to illustrate to of our course, viewers. Of course we were. What, <laughs> that was intentional <laughs> guys. 100%. But Ahmad's right. Like one, like, you know, these jobs to be done actually, you know, are separate markets. And then there's also sub jobs. Like some, there's a buyer folk. Like if you think about personas, there's a buyer focused on finding like flips. And so there's mm -hmm. probably a product in there to help them identify yeah. and do that flip. Yep. There's a, there's a buyer persona that's focused on finding market inefficiencies. Like this person doesn't know the gem they have mm -hmm. and there's nothing in there except for hours and hours and hours of scrolling to go and find it. In or, fact, or even better, but wait, I mean, yeah. on that idea, there's probably a market for like, if you only made these two changes, your value will go up 20%. Right. right. There you go. Yeah. Right. Diamond that, in the rough. You know, remodel the kitchen at 200K, right? Exactly. Uh, by the way, that's a great one because the applicability of that goes from just people who are finding inefficiency to also regular buyers who are like, yeah. oh, yeah, like, you know, it's a buyer product and a seller product because you could think about it like, if I spend 30 grand to do my kitchen, I, my house should be worth X more. Yeah. And that's a great, you know, you could build the same product, launch it to both users and see who actually like uh, yeah. uses it. Exactly. And exactly. then go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also think that there's this element of Avi, is your hand still up from before? Or? No, 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 no. I left okay. it up from before. Um, there's also no this, yeah, there's also this product of like you know, it, if you notice that there's um, like Fundrise or Cadre, these other like crowdfunding platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, like I have often wanted to invest in real estate, mm -hmm. but like not some like random commercial. Like I want, I, the, the process of like investing in 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 residential real estate yeah. in just chunks or crowdfunding i think there's an opportunity there yeah. to solve the job of like store of value mm -hmm. right yeah instead of buying a bar of gold or bitcoin which sadly has not been doing very well over the last few days mm -hmm. um you could buy you know a chunk in someone's house okay okay where, where does that leave us so are we gonna zoom in or are we gonna like continue riffing I, I had another one, you know, I'll, can I be the, can I be the crazy, can I be the crazy PM in the room for a second? That yeah. is we, your general responsibility. I want great. <laughs> great. We can also just fucking skip the physical space and go straight into virtual and oh, just go live. I'm just no, saying like, you're right. you know, you're right. Like Mark, Mark thinks, you know, VR is the future. We could just start building real homes in VR and then just start selling those. Just like saying that. like, Ahmad, you know, I completely buy a agree house with you. in the physical space when you can get one of the virtual ones. I just completely saying. agree with you. I completely agree with you. I think he's okay. so shocked. He doesn't even know what to say. No, no, no. <laughs> I think I think you guys are saying that. Uh, how do I put this? I, I think you guys are, are highlighting the fact that some of this stuff is pretty intractable, actually. Uh, yeah. Right? You know, like those fundamental forces, like the the fact 
the the fact that we as a society have invented this notion of a house, which is a combination of jobs to be done, and and you know we we've decided that as a society over time, we have this shared story about you know houses are stores of value. Uh, the fact that you have these strong supply imbalance problems, the fact that geographic movement is not that fast, right? There's real friction in me deciding to move to Tulsa, right? You, you know, DZ, I think yes to everything you said, but actually we're forgetting one huge thing, which is we recently went through the Evergrande, uh, totally. like, fiasco. You know, yeah, fiasco. And I think what Ahmad has pointed out by this virtual house stuff is that if you think about it, not all the jobs to be done by housing actually require the house itself, which is kind of what your point, right? Mm-hmm. Like the roof over your head, yes, but the store of value, not really. The prestige that comes from owning something that you could show someone and impress something by doesn't yeah. actually need the house. It could be a virtual house, right? So, and, think, and uh, yeah, go ahead. Even the roof over your head, I mean, it can't be done by the virtual house, but it doesn't have to be done by, yeah, uh, by yeah, owning, house, right? Right. You know, it right. certainly doesn't have to be done by owning, right? So, so just like people spend so much making their virtual person like avatars and whatever, whatever look you know so good it's like why not have a virtual house yeah, yeah look look uh, what you yeah. guys are saying has a lot of merit yes in in the crazy pm realm of things but like don't forget these are human beings who need to physically live somewhere their kids need to go to school this is all tied to your house right okay all right yes i'll say one last thing though if we were if <laughs> we were raising money if we said virtual we're building something for the virtual space we 10x our valuation and <laughs> we'd also be able to ride the tailwind of nfts you know just just saying like yeah you know, we're teaching yeah. these pms you know, like- when did you become the exec that says no to everything hey avi where did he go and go to school and get this yeah where do they Look, teach I, this stuff? i'm on the business of trying to solve the problem <laughs> of helping people live in a location you go like forget that the real world is fake anyways okay material <laughs> goods don't well, matter but- you don't need to eat you can just exist in the ether in the metaverse, I think virtual housing is going to be epically huge. Look, I'm, I'm not disputing that fact. I'm just saying that that does not solve the problem of where are you going to live, right? Well, but the, but the DC, that's and not the problem we were talking about. We were talking about like in the housing house. space. Yeah. Like if there was like a Park Avenue in virtual space and I owned a home there, I'd be talking about it to everyone. You would put your goggles on or whatever and go see it. And okay, they'd be let, like, let, that let guy's a your, your Your point is, I think implicitly what you you guys are advocating for is the 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 problem to solve or, or the angle so to speak in how to buy a home yeah that's worth taking is not these these little small ideas right it's not like make the buy flow more personable and like supportive and blah 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 or make a better filtering engine for redfin for flippers whatever like these are there's lots of ideas in that kind of but by the way, those problems are probably like if you if you subsegmented like helping the flipper find homes there's probably a limited market with good margins in there sure I sure, 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 yeah. sure but yeah. you guys are saying that's not where you want to focus what your guys are implicitly arguing for is what you want to attempt to do and i will argue back that this is not uh, easy or good attempt, but what you guys are arguing that you're look at this to do- guy oh, already no. being the downer. No, 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 no. What you guys are trying to say is you want to separate out the bundle that's called a yeah. house. Today, right. the bundle yeah. is Un-bundle. called place where I can sleep, place where I can send my kids to school, right? Because it's still tied to the physical world and store value. And you guys are saying, no, no, no. In 2050, we'll look back and go, boy, those are the dark ages. Right. Why would we ever bundle 
these value propositions into one thing. It makes it so complicated. A mod, it makes it very emotional, unnecessarily emotional. You get this weird supply demand imbalance, blah, blah. What you guys want to say is like, let's strip out the store value use case into the ether and get people to buy virtual prestige properties to store value, right? And they as they start also to express on. themselves, also yeah. to express also themselves, to express themselves. Yeah. And, and as they do more and more of that, the need to store value in your home, because frankly, the home is one of your biggest ways to store value today, right? Like for, for, for most people, for many people, right? Uh, because you get leverage and there's all these tax benefits, blah, blah, blah. That's the, that's the angle you guys want to take is to strip out the store value. Okay. Okay. Uh, you, for, you forgot something also important is I okay. can also in my virtual world where your virtual house, send your kids to a virtual school. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, so just saying like even on the a school, Zoom call, right? You know what DZ's wondering? No, How did these guys classroom, become such man? bad PMs seen... in five minutes? Like, what are these idiots? Uh, I just, I just yeah. like it's a sign of the times, right? Like it's, it's, okay. it's very telling that this is the ideation in 2021, right? Okay. I'll look, I'll be a good PM. I, I, I'm not against it, by the way. I'll, I, I I'll can... build some alignment. Okay. What, what if we met in the middle here? Okay. <laughs> Yo, that's horrible. Look, you said something that was actually really interesting. Oh. Okay, which go was, on. I have something then. Which was um, the, it's very hard for you to just move to, let's just say Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, uh, and, and you know, a, a big friction point for buying a house in Oklahoma is you got to fly to Oklahoma. You got no people there, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, et cetera. Right. You know, one thing that we could do to fix a more like fundamental problem is mm. there's a supply of houses out there yes. that could meet the demand. Right. Yes. And what if there was a way that we connect these existing supply of houses to this demand in a way that made the behavior to move to a different area much easier? Ah, you know? that's right. Yeah. So I like that's this very interesting. better. Yeah. I, th I, I throw virtual glasses on well, to like a place in Oklahoma and I'm like, go look at your, you know, go look at your house um, that's in Oklahoma. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do I mean, from an investment property, sure. But, at that point, like, I, I so 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 obviously example. I'll just mention one thing. Sorry, Abby, before we jump in, like, I like, I mean, again, we're, we're not going to solve the product problem, obviously, today, but um, the, the, the so far, <laughs> I like the, how you assume we're not going to get anything yeah, yeah. done. Oh, yeah. we have we have we have like really got this problem written, you know, figured out. You know, no, no, but that's but, the. I mean, so, only so, one so, of us went to MIT, so oh. I agree. We're not going to get everything done. Yeah. Also so far, fair, yeah. so far we've yeah. identified. <laughs> so far, we've identified two problems that that we could, you know, we attempt to solve. One of them is called strip out the store value. Okay, that's problem one point. Problem number two, Ahmad, what you're highlighting is lower the friction of moving somewhere else. Like this globally, right? On a, on a national level, even on a state level, there is no supply demand imbalance, right? I don't, I don't, at least it's not that severe, right? So like if it was, if, if maybe there is a real play to lean into the work from home effect of COVID to say like, what would it, what, what product would you build to lower the friction of you moving to Montana by a factor of 10? Like what would that product do? That product would not scale, but yes. What would the elements of this product be? There's yeah. different, like, there's, I mean, you know, we're, we're giving the extreme use case, right? Moving to Montana or Oklahoma, but there is probably like a use case here where like we show you that you have friends in San Diego, Samir, and that maybe like 
San Diego could also be interesting. If you need to right? show me I have friends in San Diego, <laughs> they're not my friends. No, like, look, you know, let me be you know honest. what I mean. Look, 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 look. I get what you know. All these are good points. If I was gonna start, okay, if I was gonna start a company today in the real estate exactly. market, yes, yes, what would it I be? would do? I would do buy with Bitcoin. That's it. And the reason I would oh. do it is I would say I would open up the market to people with, with, with assets that they want to trade in for a home. That lets them swap a store of value that makes it super hard to do it today for is the it? buyers and the sellers. Yeah, I mean, you can't buy with Bitcoin, Bitcoin today? How? And then yeah, use like you that just, to buy a house? You got to like yeah. what, cash it in. and da, da, da. I would just like Isn't there a button buy. on Coinbase that will literally okay. do this? Hold up. <laughs> yeah. Do, you remember that we had a whole, uh, what episode did we do on like workarounds that are like, you know what I mean? Like, are is the workaround really, like, is the workaround hard, is painful yeah. enough? Yeah. 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 Samir, should we refer you to that episode? Are you telling <laughs> hang on a second. Uh, I, I read this tweet. I read this tweet uh-huh. about how this guy was pricing his home in, or his New York City apartment in like whatever dollars. No one was buying it. Then he priced it in ether and like some whatever kid just bought it. I don't know if that's true or not, but like, Think about it this way, opening up. Oh my God, are you telling me it's a bad idea? Because I think it's a great idea. You read it's a tweet. One I, you're you're basing evolved. your arguments on a PM, tweet right? that you don't even know if it's true. Yeah. Like we, we started this, by the way. We started this. We started this with like thoughtful, yeah, intelligent discourse like my, my, analysis. I think, my, I, I think my hot take is right, which is there's not much here. That's probably the best thing you said so far. No, yeah, yeah, that, that's I, a real good I, I I have to disagree because yeah. like too Obvious, much has it. changed. Like too much mm. has changed in the world for the home buying process to remain the same. Okay. Like it's it's odd, right? It would be odd if like there were not a better way to like help us do this. Look, if I were to launch a company, if I were to go raise money, yeah, okay, let's build a company let's in this space. This. this is a, this is a good right. way to wrap. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so I, I would do Coinbase. I use mine as a joke. I wasn't really like no, you were one hundred percent serious. <laughs> no, if you were actually going around the room and talking about real, that's movies. your company. Okay, we'll come back. Yeah. To you. We'll come back to you. You 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 were the guy who basically built a Coinbase cash app. <laughs> Uh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> but but tailor made for house buying right yes right. you can only cash it out if you tell Coin us house. you're gonna buy a house yeah that's it's, right a, it's the google chrome extension that prices it a bit there's a, there's a mortgage application built yeah, in or something. Yeah, okay, yeah. Amad, okay if you were to build a company would, today in the I real would, estate buying house space it would be i would build something that is purely focused on peer-to-peer selling so cut out the your agent cut out the agents and uh family you know connections right like uh i want to sell you my house we don't need to put it in the market or there's a lot of you see a lot of off-market deals i don't know if I mean, you you obviously don't see this but if you talk to your agents yeah there is a lot of off-market deals that happen right and so i would lean into that as my um because then i can own the experience end to end you know what i mean between user a and user b what that process looks like um, okay and, and to okay so let's take my ask for each of us because I, I think we talked about it in a previous pod you know, amateurs talk about product and professionals talk about distribution, right? Mm-hmm. So in so I, 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 I buy the thesis, the peer-to-peer, you know, cut out the middleman, make it more efficient, more transparent even perhaps. How would you literally start this thing? Like what would be your hook to get it going? Yeah, so my, you know, well, the hook would be uh, for people like my, uh, my, uh, my previous owner, um, people who want to sell their house, but not pay for the agent. Right. So that would be the hook that gets the initial sellers onto the platform. Right. And when they list their house on Zillow or on, you know, whatever it is that it's for sale, 
rather than saying like, you know, we're working through an agent, it would be like, click this link to download my app as the buyer to like put a bid in on my house and schedule an appointment to come like see my house directly. So I'd completely just straight up skip the agent um, in that process. And it's got this like, nice little uh, network effect, right? Every seller would bring me like 10, 12 buyers who are potentially maybe thinking about selling their house themselves. So um, anyway, that's the, that's the, 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 the pitch. Samir, okay. Samir completely ignored me. Just yeah, one hundred percent. And he he was trying he, to come up with a better idea than the I, Bitcoin. I didn't cash ignore. Out. I got a text. Okay, okay. Avi, <laughs> let's go to Avi. We'll give we'll give Samir some time. Okay. You got to recoup. Yeah, yeah some time this. to. No, no, no. Not, okay, fine. Go, coin, go. Avi, coin, yeah. coin house app. Avi, if All you right. were starting, so I, the same I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm between two things, right? So one, I would build the Robinhood for real estate, right? So I'd I'd want to make uh, investing in real estate accessible early on and piecemeal, right? So mm. you don't have to buy an entire house, but like at 18, you could buy a piece of a house and start to get into real estate and build your portfolio in an accessible way. Maybe you can do this day. I don't know. Um, the other thing I would build is the advantages of renting, but buying. So like, in other words, like you buy almost like a timeshare model for houses, right? Where like you buy into something but can move when you need to. So like my, my hypothesis, is people want to be more mobile now more than ever, like especially with remote work. I think people are like understanding the benefits of not being tied down. And how do you enable that? How do you lean into that while at the same time providing that store of value? Okay. Samir, back to you, buddy. I, I'm, I'm really down on this. So I'm being- very... You're down on the space, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, actually, you know, I, I was thinking about this, and the answer is, I like what I like what the youngins have said. Yeah. Um, but this is not something that I would get very excited to go to go to work in every day in this mm. space. By the way, there I'll tell you something completely irrelevant, but not that irrelevant because it doesn't apply to the market today. There was a time where the market was uh, demand. Uh, constraint and there were a lot of houses mm -hmm. and at that point I had said th there was a problem that I was interested in which is um, like there, there were literally like for sale signs on every street. Yeah, you're, you're right, like 0809, right? 0809 okay, right. was so, a great so, time to buy it. Right. So in, the, in that market BZ, there was this there was this idea that I had, well, say you're a realtor and you're like walk, taking a client. These clients are like gems. They're like, you know, they're probably meeting with multiple realtors too. Like they have the, they are the you know, kings and queens of the world. And the question, if I were a realtor, what would I say about house A that would be different than house B, except like the stuff that you could see on the sheet anyways. Mm -hmm. And so I thought about like, what if you contextualize it? Like, what if you had this tool where you could give it the, the you know, the, the MLS report or whatever, and it would spit out some like unique things like, hey, this is this home has the, the largest backyard um, in, a, in a 10 on 10 school district uh from where you're looking you're like oh i like backyards i like school districts like and now i know why i'd want this one so like something that like took the facts of the home compared it and contextualized it in facts in the context of all the other facts and gave you these like human understandable reasons that kind of you know were not just analytical but like also spoke to the the emotional parts of what you want and would like make it easier to talk about the home for the realtor or or even like understand the home for the buyer um, I, I really like this, but why not let the users do that? 
Well, yeah. Like as the user, you would mm. like select what's important to you or whatever. But this would just like think about like spitting out a rank set of facts that like contextualize a whole a home and you know like mm. oh this one's got you know like this one's got um uh like you really sometimes what pisses me off is like you go to a home and like the bedrooms the the, the non-master bedrooms are too small. Um, and you're like, oh, of all the homes in the market, this has the largest non-master bedrooms. I was like, okay, I really like this home because of that. Like, even if I went to visit it, I wouldn't know that fact about it. Mm. So something that like contextualized why the home is special in an automated way. So you can yeah. do it at scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So a question for you. I like Just it. Throwing, throwing distribution at you. Mm. What if you type in your house, Samir, the one that yeah. you're living in now, yeah. and it spits out there's nothing unique about your house. <laughs> right. <laughs> How, how are you? How are you gonna? How are you gonna distribute that? Like, how? How do you? Uh, um, you know, as a seller, yeah. How do you? Uh, how do you like use that product? And the answer is probably you don't. Yeah. I mean, I think I think this is one of those things where like it tries to find. It's like you know when the, in uh, in 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 schools today they make everyone a winner in some way. They're like, oh, I'll be like, you know, great job packing your bag or something. Like it try to do something, but it also tell you like at some point like, you know. Yeah, some homes are not going to be that special. I think we should combine forces. So I have an answer. I have an answer finally. Uh, I was I went last because I was trying to figure this out. Okay, so so if I look at Redfin and Zillow today, right, all the tooling in the marketplace is actually for the sellers, right? The buyers, you're the product, right? You don't like if I'm not paying Redfin any money, then Redfin's making money off of me, right? Who's paying Redfin money? Is the real estate agents, right? So I would create. A, it's actually a little bit riffing on what Amad said at the beginning. I would create a subscription product, or maybe not sub. I mean, who knows how we monetize exactly. But I would create a product that's really buyer first, right? That really focuses and concentrates on your needs as a buyer, helps you create a portfolio. You know, you scrape. I mean, to your, friend, your point, Samir, this data is all in the MLS. It's not like Redfin has proprietary access to this data. At least not a big chunk of it, right? I would just create all the workflows, those little worksheets, that little model you were describing a model of like, hey, where am I in this process? You know, that guidance tips. And, but the main difference would be, I wouldn't take money from the sellers. You know, it's a little bit like the models that you see today where there are certain companies trying to create search engines that are uh, not monetized by ads, right? I don't know if that's gonna be successful by the way, like that's a separate argument, but like, I think if I were to make an attempt in the space, it would be, hey, what, what platforms out there could be inverted where, you know, today they are seller first and buyer second implicitly, right? And you can invert that prioritization. And as a result, you end up with a different set of features and a different set of use cases. And, and frankly, like Redfin, frankly, you know, to say bluntly, Redfin incentivizes, uh, Redfin creates FOMO. Right, like Redfin is not there for you, a mod. Right, it's there for the person selling. It's designed to get you a little bit high. Like all the little signals and visual cues of Redfin are escalating your emotional, uh, you know, tone, so to speak. Right, because it's not. It's again because you are the bait. You you are the product. You are the the yeah, thing Redfin's that Redfin's whole sells. job is to get your ass into the house. Exactly. Yes. Right. Uh, because. The person who pays Redfin are the realtors, right? For 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 listing fees and, and, and marketing fees and whatnot. So just I'm not saying I'm not giving you like a feature set. I'm just saying like imagine you inverted this and said we're going to create a product and platform that is only for buyers. We're only going to take money from buyers. Our interests are directly aligned to the buyer's needs, right? 
what feature set would you build? How does platform work? Even the look and feel, even the way you comms everything, I think it'd be different. And I think like back, back to the earlier point I was making, like, you know, in, in general, in any product area, I feel like there's a be successful, feel successful difference. Like, in other words, you can be more successful, buy your house faster, right? But there's, I think in some cases, there's an equally valid product to be built for just feeling more successful, right? Uh, more sort of catered towards, more nurtured, more supported. Anyhow, I'm not saying I would do this. I'm not like to, to Samir's point, maybe the meta point is like, I'm not really in love with this idea at all. But if I was gonna make any attempt in the space, it would be flip this on its head, be buyer first, don't take money that would cause you to reprioritize, uh, you know, prioritize sellers first and see what happens. If there's anyone listening to our pod who wants to fund a startup, I'll give it a shot. We gave you four, <laughs> five <laughs> ideas. Five ideas, actually. Yeah, well, including, smear, the, smear. including coin house. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's probably uh, the, the way, way which, which is totally a feature in my house or in my app, by the way. Smear, Features become product good. lines by themselves, man. Like that's yeah, yeah. the way the world we're in. Okay, guys, how um, do you feel? How, how I, hey, uh, so I'm glad we didn't tell anyone to uh, like, subscribe or hit the, the bell icon. <laughs> Um, do, do they still have those features on YouTube? I don't even know. I've heard once. Yeah, they, they must. Yeah, some yeah. of them at least. If, if someone likes us, what, what what button should they press? Is there like a like button or something? I think I there's remember. a like button. And they they okay. could comment. Okay, okay, perhaps. they could leave that. What else? If anyone they? has made it to this point in the pod, like, yeah, you know? I mean, please <laughs> like, subscribe, and oh no, no, please no. We're not asking you to hit like no, subscribe. Of course, no, 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 we're no. never doing that. You yeah. stumble into it, yeah. right? Yeah, please Just like it if you want. What happens, but you know. now that we're asking you to like it or subscribe or hit the bell icon, um, do we have well, a message from our sponsors today? Who, who are our sponsors? <laughs> Let's do carve-outs. Let's do carve-outs. Well, we can, we can do a sponsor. We, do you want to do a sponsor? Yes. Who's sponsoring us? Today's episode was brought to you by Open Door. Um, if you're ah. thinking about selling your house. <laughs> Use open door. Hey, we're like doing free ad placements now. <laughs> that's the no, no. I, I do the ad placement and then I send them an email asking them if they'll pay us for it. Oh, that's oh, good. Yeah, that was smart. Just send oh, them a bill. Yeah, yeah. It, that's right. It, it never works, but hey, you know, you try. Hey, you try. Why not? Try. Okay. Carve Last out. but not least, gentlemen, this was great. I actually had a lot of fun, even though our ideas were not what I expected. Well, but hang well, on, I think, <laughs> I think I think I think there's a I think there's a great product lesson here, which is. In our first episode, we talked about how one of the biggest mistakes people make is work on the wrong product idea totally. or the problem space. Or the wrong problem, yeah. Yeah, the wrong yeah. problem. And I think this proves here we are. how much, to, well, it proves how like how hard it is to find a meaningful yeah. problem to work on. Also, to be well, totally honest, like, you're not going to know if this no. problem is good or bad by riffing right. on it for an hour. Like, right. Right? Like somebody right. should actually go pursue each of the ideas we named. Those are, and you'll know, you'll, you'll find out whether they're really good problems or not only that way. Or none of the ideas we named and called <laughs> your own. Also, for what it's worth, you know, we spent, <laughs> I think, um, an hour discussing, or however long it's been, an hour discussing the problem in only two minutes coming up with a solution. That's, okay, that's good. I, I 100% <laughs> yeah, I, that's that. Good. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah that's, that, but I think, you know, it's worth next time maybe like just going down the solution if 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 the uh the well, survey uh, responses that are you know in the if, I, below, if our readers have problems they want us to think about we're yes. happy to do that too that's right that's right yeah let's do that you know well, they're, so if they're reading the podcast we have bigger problems <laughs> right yeah that's right okay gentlemen 
let's close out. Let's talk about some top of mind things, some carve outs, and then we'll wrap up for this week. Ahmad. Um, can I? All right. Look, I I'll guess I'll go. I, I hate going first because you know I got to go first. and think. We'll make Avi go first. Avi. Oh go first. yeah. Uh, yes. we'll Thank you. Um. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I totally got out of it. And you, you had Al- Wait, you guys have nothing <laughs> top of mind? I was All right, hey, MIT, hey, go do you ahead. have something? Hey, MIT, go. You go. Um, so, uh, you know, look, I, I think the thing that's been top of mind for us, we have, we have some young kids. I think I mentioned this before. Kids are back in school. Um, and, you know, I, I, think, I think implicitly a lot of us have been thinking about, hey, what happens after COVID? You know what I mean? Like, hey, we're going to, after COVID, we're going to do all this cool stuff or, or we're going to do this stuff. And, and, and recently I've come around and just said, this is after COVID. We are there, right? Um, so like, in a weird way, I think I have a own, I, I personally have a mental shift called, I'm not waiting for COVID to end anymore. Like it's a permanent fixture, whether it's COVID or Delta or Theta or whatever else comes. This is the new world. We're going to wear masks a lot. You're going to get a booster shot every six months. You're going to be a little bit more careful. Uh, you know, social gatherings are a little bit more awkward. You know, and, and it'll be okay. So I, I, that's, that's it. The only thing top of mind for me is like, we are, we are post-COVID. This is it. This is the world we live in. That's great. Okay, I'll go. My, one of my favorite sayings, one of my favorite phrases is, it's all good until it's not. Um, I think it applies to so many situations. Um, and sadly, sometimes also the market um, and, you know, investments and all these other things. Um, so what, what recently came to mind, I was, I was discussing investments with, uh, with, a, with a buddy and, and, you know, what came to mind is I, I, I was, as I was doing some research, like everyone is making ridiculous amounts of money. You hear about like college kids, what what is TikToking their stock advice and making like whatever, and it's all good until it's not. Mm. And I think one of the one of the problems is that the it's not hasn't happened for a long time now, um, to the point where I sometimes doubt that it would ever happen. Obviously, well, but like this is one of those things where like. You're like, oh, you know, rationality will happen at some point. Oh, some point. And it's now it's been like a decade. Yeah. Um, and things are even like because of COVID accelerated. So the, it's all good until it's not mm. implies that you can't like the reason it's all good until it's not sharply is because you lose track of the fact that at some point something's mm. going to happen bad. And there's so a, there's an entire generation that are exactly. the children of summer. Right. Yeah. 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 I, uh, just one thing on this. Like recently, we we're having dinner with my team, and um, I was talking about the 08 crash. And, you know, I, I, it's not like I was old or had a lot of money then at that time, but, you know, I remember it very distinctly. And I was like, hey, what were you doing in 08? And he was like, I was in the fifth grade. And I was like, right. Holy. Yeah. You know, like you have not, yeah. you've experienced a, Oh, right. wow, that person's even younger world. than me. That person's yeah. even younger than me. Exactly. <laughs> Holy fuck. So, I mean, the thing, I'll, the thing I'll say is, like, COVID is an example of it's all good until it's not. Like, yeah. Yeah. everything, like, you, oh, you want to go out and, yeah, you, like, you want to go out and breathe air? Like, you can until you can't. Yeah. That's, like, yeah, it's, 
Okay, that's my thought of the day. Okay, sobering, but yes, for, great one. For for what it's worth, um, a lot of amazing companies were born as a result of that. Totally, uh, as a result of the yeah. way Airbnb, yeah, interest. You yeah. know, hey, hey Samir, uh, you enjoying that salary of yours? Yeah, Stripe. All of those are you know born out of like the tailwinds of like what happened in 08. So, you know, even when it, ha- even when it drops, you know, things can still turn around. That, that's, I mean, I think the crazy thing, I mean, we may, maybe Samir's alluding to this is like, when it's good, you think it'll never get bad. Right. And when it's bad, you think it's never going to get good. Like we are not a species with very good memories, you know, like we're just like, Oh, today was like yesterday. That's all I know. Right. But in reality, that's, the world moves in circles more than it does any other way. Uh, Adi? Right, Adi. I'll go. Um, I, I think, you know, these gaps in between our, our episodes have made me realize how difficult content creation is. And like, I hear I this. Say, t- it makes you remember how much you miss us, but okay. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. it. That's it. So it's, yeah, I was that, also that's expecting too. that. And we didn't yeah. know that answer. <laughs> how little I miss Hot you guys. Take, he doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I want that fact again. Um, no, but just like, it's a lot of work. And like, we, we do one of the easiest versions. We record live, then we upload, but like just how much, uh, just how much like thought goes into just creating a minute's worth of content on like a YouTube or a Spotify or anything like that. And, you know, I think a lot of people think about the gig economy and uh, content creators like this is the easy life, right? Like this mm. is so much easier than a job. But in reality, I think what we're discovering is it's actually equally as difficult, if not more difficult. Um, and we haven't even really found an audience yet necessarily, right? So I think there's a whole aspect of it that we ha- don't even um, indulge in. And I don't know, it, it's kind of eye-opening for me. She's not feeling very good. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll wrap. We'll wrap. But Avi, totally yeah. agree with you, man. This is not the ones that the ones that do it really well make it look so easy. And yeah. you're like, oh, exactly. I could get on a camera and talk for yeah, two yeah. hours about MacBooks. You know? And it's surprisingly difficult. It's yeah. like it's yeah. Um Ahmad. Yeah. So for for me, and this has actually been very top of mind, and you know, we talked about it, I think, twice. Is um you know, as I'm thinking about building my own company and, uh, you know, I have a lot of friends building their own as well. I've been thinking a lot about um, companies and their innovations, right? And a trend that, and I've been doing a lot of research on companies, like, you know, how did Robinhood get big out of Airbnb, get big out of Pinterest, get big? How did, you know, X get big? And a lot of companies get big off of like the macro trend of either the internet or the mobile era. Um, companies now getting big off of the like crypto or NFT trend, right? And so a lot of a lot of my thought process has been like, how do you figure out how to like plug into the trend in a way that's like actually meaningful um, hmm. and pushes your business uh, forward? Because you know these companies become very hard to disrupt when they get in place, right? Like no uh, beef towards anybody here or where they work, but. There's some garbage stuff, you know, from like these big tech companies that like, but it's so hard to like overthrow them because of their ability to distribute. And so there could be a better product out there, but it's impossible to get it in the hands of users because like, it's just, you know, LinkedIn, YouTube, Google, Facebook, uh, Instagram, they're all just so sticky that it becomes like, you know, very tough to overthrow. I've decided on on our pod, Ahmad is the closest to Chamath, right? (laughs) He yeah, brings the heat definitely. to Chamath's point of view, right? 100%. And 
By and, way, and maybe not a billionaire today, but not soon yet, to be. But just, we just need some. Yeah. Shavas, answer you, to your question. You guys gave me the poor guy. <laughs> the poor. Guy? Okay, fair enough. That's right. We we we, we want this specific controversy <laughs> with our analysis to our pod. But his point of view, to your question, Ahmad, is like that's where that's one of the few areas where you actually need regulation and the government to step in. Uh, is when you have quasi monopolistic distribution channels. Yeah, because you want the superior product to win, but that's not the case today in America, and it's definitely not the case in big tech. Yeah, anymore, right? Because of where we are today versus 2010 versus 2000. Correct. And I think you know the trend of people having a lot of money and investing that into VCs, and then those VCs investing into a bunch of like you know, it's very easy to get a deal, as you guys have seen. Um, uh, definitely not going to post this on my LinkedIn now. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, but like, hopefully that inspires like a new generation of entrepreneurs to actually like, you know, create more meaningful innovation for Look, for look at this guy inspiring a new inspiring. generation of inspiring. entrepreneurs. I love it. Mini Chamath. Mm-hmm. That's okay. We're going to, we're going to ping him, uh, <laughs> and see what happens. Okay, guys, this is a lot of fun. We should actually, I, I think this is great. I mean, I, this is more real than a lot of our conversations when it comes to product, yeah. right? Like, this is a real product conversation with something that none of us really know that much about. It's also very much like our like our off-record conversations yeah, where totally. yeah, we yeah. talk about what's really on our mind and not always, you know, do find a clean answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes there are yeah. no answers, or at least we're going to find them in the hour that we have together. Yeah. Gentlemen, have a great week. Yeah, you too. See, See you guys. guys. Later. See you guys. Bye.